home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI, as the New England Revolution open up the MLS Cup Game 1 of Round 1 this Saturday, taking on the Philadelphia Union. And joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is Dave Romney, center back for the Revs. Dave, how are you, sir? Good, how are you? Doing great. And uh, it's year one for you with the Revs. I got to imagine, as a guy that was playing in Nashville and in L.A. prior to the games at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year must have been a little bit cooler than what you were used to. What was that adjustment like? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I love the cold. I love the snow, so it, it, it was great for me. I'm not a fan of the really hot and humid games, so I, I love it up here. What are some of the other uh, adjustments to you know being with a new team? Is it is it the teammates? Is it the style of play? Is it you know where you're living? What 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 jumped out to you? Um, kind of all of the above, but thankfully I knew a lot of the guys here prior and kind of just gelled with a lot of them immediately. So that kind of made it nice for an easier transition. And then it's a really good locker room. Everyone's really nice and everyone gets along. So it was very easy to kind of mesh into this locker room. Um, so yeah. And then I guess one of the adjustments a lot of guys probably make is the turf, but I played four years of college on turf. So I've been kind of used to that as well. Now, unfortunately, one of the big stories surrounding the revs this year wasn't what you guys were doing on the field, but it was about Bruce Arena. And from the outside, there didn't seem to be a ton of details. He was on administrative leave, and then about a month later, he resigned. You guys had a couple of coaching changes in there. I'm curious, from the player perspective, how much communication and how much knowledge did you have as that whole process was going on? Um, I mean, the first six weeks, it was kind of the same as the media and everybody else. We were just Told there was an investigation, and that's pretty much it. So we were kind of just keeping our head down, trying to stay focused, and just finish the task at hand, which at that time was League's Cup, and then kind of getting back to MLS play, just picking up results because we were – I don't know where we were on the table at that point, maybe second or third, but just picking up as many points as possible to get kind of home playoff games. Um, and, yeah, it's been a little chaotic, but I think a lot of guys have stepped up and done well, and we're getting a team effort. So, yeah, just focus on moving forward. I mean, of all the things that you've been a part of, you know, nine years in the in the MLS, pretty unique situation, obviously. How do you think the guys have been able to rebound out of that? It has been a little bit of time since all of that unfolded, but, you know, how long did it take to sort of get back to where you wanted to be? And, and you know, is there any kind of residual effect from all this? Um, I mean, it's tough to say in the moment still, you know. Mm-hmm. We're still yeah. kind of working through things as a team. Uh, I mean, guys are putting the effort in, guys are trying their best, and so it's uh, we had a nice result uh, last game against Philly, which is, is nice to get a result against the team you're going to be going into the playoffs against. But I'm sure they'll play a different way at home. They might play a different formation, so we can't take too much from the game we just had. But, yeah, everyone's on a high right now and just trying to carry this momentum further in the playoffs. Did a lot of the veteran guys on the team, like yourself included, feel the need to, I don't know, step up the leadership in a way just because you go from the winningest coach in MLS history to all of a sudden he's gone and then maybe you got to look around the, the locker room to get some of those answers. Um, a little bit, but every coach that stepped in is we've all trusted and we've all uh, like known as a good coach. And so mm-hmm. we haven't really been having to step up our role too much. Everyone who's come in, I thought, has done a really good job. 
We're talking with Dave Romney, center back for the New England Revolution as the Revs begin uh, MLS Cup play this Saturday against Philadelphia. This year you played every single minute of every single game. <laughs> was that something going into the year? Was that a goal? Was that something that you thought you were going to be able to do? Um, I mean, it's a goal every year, honestly. Uh, I think it's every player's goal. I mean, maybe not every player's goal, but it's, it's you want to be healthy the whole year. You want to be in the rotation. You want to be playing minutes. Um yeah, there was times younger in my career where I would have been dying just for a start here and there. So I definitely never take it for granted. I know everything things change very quickly in this league and in professional sports in general. So just very grateful that I am getting minutes and just hopefully they keep coming. Um, yeah, it's been, been tough having twins this year. But I, as I've said previously, my wife's been a superstar at home. We've had a lot of help with family and uh, friends as well. Um, but, yeah, she's kind of been the rock star to – help as much as possible with me getting sleep and kind of staying healthy during this, this finishing stretch with two newborn twins who aren't really sleeping too much. Holy smokes, twins. I mean, that is yeah. – so I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and the one-year-old certainly is not a great sleeper, but at least there's one one-year-old. I, the, the twins yeah. has just got to be a complete game changer. Are those your first kids, or do you have any older? Yeah, yeah, first year. Wow. So we're pretty much just single parents that night. We each take one, and we're just doing all the <laughs> And hope for the best. Hope that that's the one that yeah. sleeps that night. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's refreshing, though, as far as a, a player who wants to play all the time because, like you said, most guys probably want to do that, and yet you look in all these other leagues, and it's like, oh, you got to rest these guys. you gotta, you got to take them out, or you got to you know, do what's best for the long term. Yeah, load management. Yeah, but. all that stuff is ridiculous. And I think people just want to see the best guys play. And I don't even know if all that stuff really helps in the long run. So, you know, it's been a long season, 30-plus games. Are, are you feeling the wear and tear of playing every minute, or do you feel fresh and ready for the postseason? Yeah, it's kind of the opposite. So, usually, if you're if you're playing every game, you feel like your fitness levels are good, you're kind of in a rhythm. Once you kind of get out of that, uh, it's definitely harder to kind of – fit yourself back into that like 90 minute fitness, especially if you've been out for a while. Um, yeah, I don't know. Feeling, mm. feeling good, ready to go. Um, I feel like our schedule isn't that strenuous. Um, so it's not like we have like back to backs or crazy travel. We kind of, for the most part, play once a week. Um, so we get some time to recover. It's only those kind of midweek games where we'll play like a Wednesday, a Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Those are kind of the ones that get a little mm. tough, but Yeah. She kind of just got used to it. I did it in the COVID year uh, as well in 2020, and that year was just we had like 20 games jam packed into like three months. Yeah, that was a mess. Um, and that I would say that was definitely harder because that was mm-hmm. no break. It was just Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday went like for three months straight. Yeah, speaking of the schedule, game one, Revolution and Philly on the road. It is uh, Saturday at five o'clock. That one's free on Apple TV, and then game two back here at Gillette. Uh, two weeks from tonight, Wednesday, November 8th, you can watch that on Apple or FS1. Or if you want to go to the game, go to revolutionsoccer.net slash tickets. Uh, I'm curious about uh, Noel Buck, 18 years old, from Arlington. He's a local guy, but he's got dual citizenship. He's actually on the England under-19 team. But what have you seen out of this super young guy uh, playing about 20 games with you in, uh, in, in MLS play? Yeah, he's been phenomenal. We had we had some depth issues. I forget what it was for, probably injury issues earlier in the season. He kind of got thrust into the lineup, and he was phenomenal from from day one. From ever since I've seen him here, so he's been he's been really good mentally, very mature, physically, 
still maturing. Like he's, I think he's grown an inch or two, like during this year, I feel. Um, so he's already a really good athlete, but I mean, he could still be getting better and better. So he definitely has a bright future and he's been a pinnacle point for us this year. He's a nice surprise. And yeah, couldn't speak higher of him. You know, I was watching the, uh, the David Beckham documentary on Netflix. I don't know if you saw that or not, but I know yeah. you did not overlap with him when he played with the, L.A. Galaxy, but I bet you must have been in college when he came over to L.A. Do you remember any of that or, and how crazy that was when he first arrived here? Yeah, definitely remember some of it. And then he actually trained with us a couple times when I was in L.A. Um, if he was just kind of in, in L.A. and he wanted to kind of get touches or have a, have a training session. So I actually got to meet him once or twice, and he was around us and got to train a little bit. So it was cool to see him up, person, up front. But super nice guy, really down to earth. Yeah, what was it? I mean, some of these other big time international guys you've you've been teammates with, like Robbie Keane and Wayne Rooney. What 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 has that been like? Um, yeah, it's definitely been odd. Just kind of growing up, not even thinking I have a remote chance of being a professional athlete, and then ending up being teammates with Steven Gerrard, Ashley Cole, like all these guys who I grew up idolizing. You know, that's crazy. Uh, speaking of TV, did did you watch Ted Lasso? And if so, what did you think of it? Yeah, I love it. It's gotten a lot of, like, kind of fringe people into soccer. My whole family loves it. Um, my uh, in-laws are really into it as well. It's kind of helping them get more into, <laughs> more into soccer. Um, but, yeah, it's any any uh, really lighthearted, heartwarming show I'm, I'm probably going to like. Yeah, no, fair enough. And then lastly, the matchup with Philadelphia. You guys played them to, to end the season. Again, I'm not sure how much carry there is into the postseason, but it's the 4-5 matchup if uh, – you know, games one and three, if necessary, in Philadelphia. But what can you tell us about the union and, and how you guys match up with them? Yeah, I mean, Philly, I, I don't know what the stats are, but I feel like they've been probably the most consistent team in the Eastern Conference for the last five or six years. They have a very, very strong core um, who's been there for a while. Uh, the same coach uh, has been there for a while. So these guys have a lot of chemistry together, and that's something that's important you can rely on when you're kind of in the thick of it, whether you're weathering a storm in the 89th minute against an attack or you're trying to find a goal late, um, they can kind of pull on that. So definitely um, an experienced team, a team with a lot of cohesion together, and then really talented in the back end up top. They've, they've, I think, I don't know what the goals are this year for their attacking three, but I feel like all of them have over 10 goals. Um, they're really dangerous. Um, and then, Formation-wise, they've kind of played a couple different ones. I don't know if they're going to play kind of the three center backs like they did against us recently or if they're just going to play a back four. Um, but I guess we'll have to find out and prepare for both. All right, he's Dave Romney of the New England Revolution. They take on the Philadelphia Union in game one of the first round of the MLS Cup playoffs on Saturday. Dave, thanks for the time. Good luck against Philly. More importantly, good luck with the Twins, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you down the road. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, awesome, Dave. Appreciate that. Revs playoff tickets still available. Go to revolutionsoccer.net slash tickets. Again, they play two weeks from tonight, game two. So no matter what happens, game one, which is this Saturday, 5 o'clock, free on Apple TV. So you don't even need a subscription, and you can watch the Revs play there. Uh, and then, of course, at least one more home game uh, as they begin the MLS Cup playoffs, Revolution and Union. All right, grab bag comes your way next. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now, Celtics regular season began tonight in New York. Celtics taking on the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. The fourth quarter just got underway right now. 
The Knicks with a two-point lead, 86-84. to The Bruins beat the Blackhawks 3-0 last night on the road in Chicago. Bruins now 6-0 to start the season, tying a record they set in the 1937-1938 season. They're back on the ice tomorrow night when they'll host the Ducks at the TD Garden puck drop at 7 p.m. Patriots will be in Miami this Sunday for week eight of the season against the Dolphins. Malik Cunningham and Trey Flowers were both released by the team yesterday. However, Malik Cunningham has cleared waivers and will be re-signing with the Patriots practice squad. Outside linebacker Josh Uche back on the practice field after missing all of last week with knee and foot injuries. And after adding an additional practice in each of the previous two weeks, the pass went light today with a non-padded practice to kick off getting ready for the Dolphins. Patriots are scheduled to practice again Thursday and Friday before they fly out to Miami. The Patriots have not won in Miami since 2019. The Red Sox have signed former reliever Craig Burslow as GM. After concluding his playing career in 2018, Breslow signed on with the Cubs as their director of strategic initiatives for baseball operations. The following year, the Cubs bumped him to assistant general manager, a title he's held for the last three years. And the Diamondbacks will be facing the Rangers in the World Series after they beat the Phillies last night 4-2 in Philadelphia. Game one of the World Series goes down Friday night in Texas, first pitch at 8.03. I'm Stiz, that's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keefe Show coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. All right, back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, WEEI. You can join the program at 617-779-7937. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at Rich Keefe Show. And you can also watch the program on Twitch. Just follow WEEI. You get all the programs from 6A. All the way until the end of our show. But uh, you know what it's time for. It's time for Graphic. It's time for Graphic. Oh, that's right. All the stuff we couldn't get to from the uh, program. And how about a World Series matchup of the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks as the Phillies lost in Game 7. So the Texas Rangers, who do spend money, versus the Arizona Diamondbacks, who don't. Mm-hmm. How do you think the league feels about this matchup? Let me ask you a quick question. If nobody east of the Mississippi watches it, does the World Series even happen? Feels like it's going to be one of those t- kind of years, doesn't it? Yeah, I, And you know what? It might very well end up being great baseball. Could be. I just can't believe that, A, every team that has ever beaten the Brewers in the playoffs has gone on to the World Series which is a stunning factoid. Do you know that? Every team that has beaten the Brewers in the postseason has gone on to the World Series, which is fascinating. That is. Uh, but also, these Diamondbacks mowed down the 100-win, 100-plus-win Dodgers, and then the Phillies, who mowed down the best team in baseball, the Braves, then had a 3-2 to two lead and went home and just put up an absolute turd burger with fries. Yeah. It's crazy. Philly fans took it well, too, which is good to see. Well, it's it's one of those things where, and I remember yelling at uh, Andy Hart back when the Red Sox were two games out of the wild card, saying, all you got to do is get in. You make the playoffs in baseball. It's just like the, in the NHL. You have a chance. There's some of those Cardinals teams, the Braves team not that long ago. 
Panthers, Heat, Diamondbacks. There's three championship level examples of people just making it, squeaking in. Yeah, you got 84 wins this season. So the Snakes barely get in. They're barely over 500. A whole bunch of players that nobody knows who they are. And now they're in the World Series. They're taking down juggernauts along the way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, obviously they have good players, but like none of them are household names. Like Corbin Carroll is awesome. And Corbin Carroll, mm-hmm. for people who do tune into the World Series, like maybe you'll you'll learn who that guy is. Uh, but for the most part, you know, you could trot out their starting lineup. Even like, what's the, what's in between casual and diehard? Like that line in the middle. If you said name as many Arizona Diamondbacks as you could, how many are they coming up with? Uh, Not many. No. I mean, I can name Merrill Kelly, cause that, but that's because I watched the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. I know. It, it's definitely few and far between. Christian Walker was a guy that uh, heard hit over 30 home runs this year. But, yeah, for, mm-hmm. the, for the most part, there's really nobody to go crazy about. And I wonder if this, um, because this is a low payroll team, it just gives all of the other teams that are thinking about that, like the Red Sox, mm-hmm. more reason to say, look, it's not just the two highest paid mm-hmm. teams every year. If you had Phillies Rangers, you would have had a much better case. You would have said, look at Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, Max Scherzer, Nathan Avaldi versus Bryce Harper, Trey Turner. Like, ah, oh, it's amazing. Star, Dave Dabrowski. Star really, power. Nope, you don't get that. Instead, you get the Arizona Diamondbacks. And, yeah, this is going to be a pretty rough uh, ratings World Series, I would have to imagine. Uh, it's going to have to just be, like, all-time low. Just uh, an all-time <laughs> World, I mean, and it, it like those teams. The thing is, like, we shouldn't make fun of the teams for the fact that the ratings are going to be in the toilet. Right, 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 right. It's not, yeah, no. I mean, it's not their fault. All right. So the Philadelphia Phillies, of course, lost. They did one of those men on the streets who just following the game seven loss in Philadelphia just was standing outside with the microphone. <laughs> and here is just a small sampling of what they had to say. Let's see what people got to say. We had a home field for two games. Two games, and you let them come here and beat us? Phillies need to sell Trey Turner. That guy's an idiot. We went farther without that guy. Let's trade the whole f***ing team. Philly fans, we always stink. Disappointment. <laughs> oh, man, that was just straight garbage. This sucks. Fire topper. Like, I want to go lay in traffic. I love how we spent 700 mil for guys to go 0 for 12 combined. Let's go Jets. <laughs> on, I'm crying instead of dancing. I don't want to hear that song ever again. How about you it's shut over, up? All right. There you go. Because they took on the, uh, what was the song the Red Sox were playing with Kyle Schwarber dancing oh, with myself? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. That's, so, oh, my God. So they kind of took that on. And, uh, yeah, How about was, you shut up? Oh, you just shut up. All right, sir. Okay. Fair enough. I was so bad. Like, Rich, in the seventh inning, they had guys on base. It was yeah. 4-2. Oh, yeah. And Trey Turner, the $700 million comment guy, was right. I you know. have Trey Turner, the hero from the World Baseball Classic, and Mr. Baseball Americana, wow. Bryce Harper step up, and they each popped out to center. Not good. <laughs> not good. Not what you're not what you're looking for for the Phillies. So uh game one of the World Series, I believe, is Friday. Oh man. That's on right. I've got to clear the calendar. <laughs> yeah, it is Friday. Game one in Texas, eight oh three with the first pitch if you're into that sort Everyone of thing. Everyone will be home choking down some boomsticks. Uh, I would say so. Why, I tell you, I tell you, that's the finest grab bag this town has ever seen. Well, the NBA season tipped off officially last night. Jokic had a triple-double in the Nuggets win over the Lakers, and we saw the Golden State Warrior debut of one Chris Paul as the Warriors lost to the Suns. Chris Paul 
missed all the threes that he took. And I still just wonder about this, uh, mm-hmm. like how the, the fit with Chris Paul, not notoriously a great outside shooter, going to a team that just chucks a million threes and has made an absolute living on it. Yeah, that's I. I, can you understand exactly how, like how exactly that whole trade came about? Like, let's give up Jordan Poole and we'll send all this like yeah, and we'll let's get Chris Paul. And what Chris Paul is going to do is be the uh, playoff kryptonite that we need <laughs> yeah, right. to that's make sure that we don't win a championship because yeah. the man has never won a championship no. anywhere he's played. No, and he's played on a lot of teams all of a sudden. He's bounced all around the league, and he's in, now with the Warriors. I don't think that it is uh, it is going to work out at all. But, yeah, apparently, go back to Jordan Poole for a minute, apparently getting punched out at practice by Draymond Green, and everybody was trying to tell us, like, oh, yeah, that's just – there's just pro athletes practice. That stuff happens all the time. Oh, does it? That, that pretty much like derailed their season, and then the next thing you know, he's gone. So something. Dray- no, no big, no big deal for Draymond. Meanwhile, like J- Jordan Poole, I mean, he'll be the centerpiece and the offensive focal point of a lousy team. Oh, they're gonna the be Wizards, awful. But he's probably he'll score a lot much of points. Happier. Yeah. Oh, definitely, he's much happier. Oh, we also didn't see Bradley Beal yesterday. He was hurt, so he starts his uh, son's career uh, injured. Uh, let's see what else. It's time for grab bag. We mentioned Five Nights at Freddy's coming out on Friday in theaters and on Peacock. How about another movie coming out on Friday? The latest from David Fincher. Yes, The Killer on Netflix. Fired up for this one. This looks sharp, and it's. I think it comes in at a nice, tidy like ninety-five minutes too. You know, I don't need three hour. With all due respect to, mm, I'm seeing one eighteen moon and op- What's that? I'm seeing 118 on the minutes. So, uh, oh my God, it's not even 90 minutes. No, 118. No, it'd be more than 90. It'd be two hours. 118 is 78 minutes. 118. Oh, 118. oh, two, oh it's oh 118. I'm sorry. I thought it was. I thought it was shorter. Oh, what? What? <laughs> no, I mean, you know what? It's probably gonna fly by. by and it's you gotta, gonna. Fe- yeah, I've heard people say it feels like it plays 95. <laughs> like, hold on a second. Yeah, Michael Fassbender plays uh, the killer. Yep. And the premise is after a fateful near miss and assassin battles his employees and himself on an international manhunt, he insists, he insists, isn't personal. We'll see. See, because he probably lives by a different code of ethics. Got to have a code. Yep, he's got to have a code. It, that's like the plot line of so many different assassin movies, like the mechanic, the iconic movie, the mechanic with uh, mm-hmm. Bronson and Jan Michael Vincent decades ago. Like, it's always <laughs> like, well... This will be my last job. You're yeah. right, it is, because I'm here to replace you. No. Correct. Oh, and you're going to get uh, the score by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross? That's because Trent Reznor does all the scores for the David Fincher uh-huh. Makes sense. Pretty Jeez, good. Rich, which way are you going to go, Friday? Or is this going to be, once you finish up with Radio, or is Dad going to be awake in uh, the basement for hours? Dad's going to Vegas this weekend, actually. Whoa, excuse me. How do you like that? Yeah, booked this trip a while ago with my two best buds from college, so I got a little, uh, my first ever trip to Vegas coming up. A, first ever trip to Vegas, and B, probably first trip a solo sans children. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Dad's gonna, there's gonna be a couple of, gonna be a couple of Frosties ordered on that airplane. You are not gonna arrive straight legal. TBD on Monday's show, but I should be on Monday's program, but we'll see. (laughs) Have you hosted from studio before? (laughs) 
No, but I, I'll give it a go. Monday might be. Might, Monday might be. Where, so, yeah, the, so these two movies probably won't get seen this weekend, but I will see them probably uh, as soon as. So maybe Monday. Maybe Monday after after that show. I'll give oh, them, you'll be feeling great. I will be feeling like a million dollars. There's no doubt. Grab bag. Uh, so Rob, Rob Gronkowski is uh, ripping the Patriots. Do we have the audio of this, Diz? Did we end up getting this or not? I don't believe so. Okay. I can check, though. All right, Fitzy, what did Gronk say about the so Patriots? Gronk was basic. So he was doing a thing on FanDuel TV today, and Patrick Chung was there. And Patrick Chung gave Gronk the business after Gronk <laughs> said he thought it was weird that the Patriots were celebrating after a win. Well, wow. I mean, you know, I mean, basically he's saying, like, we used to celebrate like that after playoff games, after Super Bowls. And that these guys, you know, like were losing their mind and going off after like one win at home, and it was against Buffalo. Hey, I think well. Gronk, I think Gronk lacks the realization, like he doesn't realize how much this means to them, considering how bad they've been. They're and horrible. That they haven't yeah. won a lot of games. I mean, we almost celebrated after the week one loss to Philly. Like that was a yeah. that was a we moral win. Moral we ever saw one. Mondays. Yeah, all right. I guess. I mean, I I understand where Gronk's coming from to a point, right? Like all the teams he were he was on. The culture were has changed, super, Mr. Gronkowski. Has. What can we do? It has. You got to celebrate something. Pardon me. Would you have any grab bag? But of course. The Baltimore Ravens have emerged as the front runner to trade for Derrick Henry. Wow, that would be so. Now, do you think Derrick yeah, Henry? They are engaged. I don't know if they're fully engaged in talks right now, yeah. but apparently, it seems like they. Word is from all of your different sources, and then the people that use sources as their source because they aggregate and make a living aggregating. Our guy Dove, yeah, the aggregators, if you will, yeah, uh, have all said that Derrick Henry right now is on the market. Looks like Hopkins could also be on the market. A little D Hop on the market, uh, but yeah, can you imagine if the Ravens get Derrick Henry and add that to Lamarvelous and their good defense and that passing attack that has blossomed this year? Oof. That does Rich Keith. I Scary. ask you now, does that elevate them to Super Bowl contender? Absolutely, it absolutely does. They, right now, Lamar's playing like an MVP. Zay Flowers has been perfect. He's been a great receiver for him. Their defense is really good. I, I always hesitate to say like nasty defense because I feel like. A really good offense can still find ways to score against anybody, but based on what they've done through what six, seven games or seven games uh-huh. they played, the defense is as good as anybody's in the league. So it's pretty darn good. I think it's funny. It's like, by, what's uh, the name of the linebacker they? Got, I'm sorry, Rich. The linebacker they traded for Roquan Smith, the guy they got from Chicago, available yes. last year for like what a second round pick. Now, sure, much. you had to pay him some top tier money, like eighteen or twenty million a season. Mm-hmm. But damn, that guy is yeah so good. No, he's great. And uh, if they could just be healthy, I mean, they've had so many injuries over the last several years, like more than any other team, I feel like. Really, the one year, like all their running backs got hurt and they both their corners got hurt. Like they have so many injuries. But the Ravens, because the Bills right now are trending down, the Bengals kind of got off to a slow start. The Dolphins, we were talking about how they've only beaten bad teams thus far. Correct. The Chiefs just had a really good win, and it's still the Chiefs. So I'm never going to rule out the Chiefs ever. With Mahomes, nope. but can't do it. The Ravens, the Ravens are sneaky, like right there. Like they, they might be the second best team in the AFC. Believe it or not, they could very well. Uh-huh. Oh my God, Becky, look at her grab bag. It is so big. The NBA has announced changes to the All Star Game. They are going back to the traditional East versus West, as Good. well as the traditional four 12 minute quarters. They are. Uh, 
not doing the Elam ending anymore that they had done, and they're also not doing the uh, the player draft thing that they had been doing. Good. They they tried it, and I'm hoping one day soon the Pro Bowl hears what the NBA and Adam Silver have de- have chosen, and they go back to an actual contest as well because that was garbage. That was just straight trash. One seventy five to one fifty six. Just play a damn bat. Just play the- a basketball game. Yeah, that's it. Put the best players on the court. Play the game. Give us our give us our two hours of entertainment plus a ton of like Doritos and Kia ads. Like I don't think you'll ever get the uh, like the true East versus West rivalry back like you had before. Like that was always great, like, especially with like headlined by Celtics Lakers. But then you'd have other teams, at least for that game. You know, you're teaming up with the Sixers and the Hawks and you know the Knicks. You know, then meanwhile the Lakers have all those teams out west, and you would sort of build these. It'd be like constant teammates, right? Like all the time. But now guys change teams every year. The star players change every year. So I don't know if you get that rivalry back, but it is a little bit easier to make sense of. So like if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both make the all-star team, like they will be on the same team. If they won't yes. be playing against each other like right. in years past. So I, yeah, I'm in favor of it. I thought it was worth a shot. You try to create some weird moments with the draft and all that, but East versus West, I'm good with it. And I would prefer them just to wear their regular uniforms, which I don't think will happen, but I always like that in, in All-Star games. Same. Yeah, all right, there you go. You're going to need a bigger grab bag. How about Sam Darnold is likely to start this weekend for the 49ers as Brock Purdy late in the game when they lost to the Vikings, out with a concussion and still in the protocol. So we might see Sam Darnold against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and this is it. Like this could be a career-defining game for Sammy Squarejaw, uh, who's built like the Lego Man. Because yeah, if he goes out there and he executes, uh, you know, Shanahan's game plan to a T, all of a sudden looks like the quarterback we thought they were that he was going to be coming out of USC that we never saw with Jets, Carolina, anywhere else. Then that's awesome. That's great. But if he goes out there and just lays a lays an egg, and Cincinnati rolls, then he'll be who we thought he was, and he's just been seeing ghosts. Ever since, like, yeah. this could be a huge thing for him. It could be a testament to Shanahan's system. Like, look at this guy. I could pick up off the scrap heap. Yeah. Turn Brock Purdy into something beautiful. And by the way, Brock Purdy's stats after the play where they believed he was concussed, Rich, mm. two for six with two picks. Yeah. So it the, was two a tongue of Iloa-esque from last week. That Christmas. affected his play. Yeah, I think this, like how Sam Darnold does will also say a lot about Brock Purdy, right? So everybody Big thinks, like, oh, you can plug in anybody to the – the uh, the offense with the 49ers it's like all right well like Nick Mullins had had some starts there Garoppolo can Nick sort of Mullins. get you so far right like right. other guys have started and yeah. they haven't looked as good as Brock Purdy but if Sam Darnold looks really good then it's like oh, okay well maybe they can kind of go with anybody or and was it last year the year before that Darnold for like the first five weeks of the season led the league in rushing touchdowns with Carolina remember oh my god that was Did nuts he really? yeah he was, he was running like uh, like crazy but then that obviously stopped. <laughs> Here's grab bag. The Raiders reportedly listening to offers on wide receiver Hunter Renfro. I don't know what to make of this guy. I thought he was going to be good. I was I was legit shocked the Patriots right? didn't draft him a few years ago. Then he had a really productive season, and now he's useless. Like, I don't even know. He was money with the Raiders for a couple of years. And, Rich, the second, the second Josh McDaniels was named head coach of the <laughs> I think we, I think we all thought, oh, yeah. wow. Like, this guy is going to go off. Here comes your new Welker slash Edelman because those type of guys feed under Josh McDaniels. He's made him worse. He's made him worse. And instead, oh, my, it doesn't even play him. And apparently it's a personality clash. 
What is all right? So now we're start. Now I'm starting to think like, wow, McDaniel's maybe kind of a yeah pain in the ass. Yeah, I would not want McDaniel's. So in 2021 was Renfro's third year in the league. He had 103 catches, 1,038 yards, and nine touchdowns. Nine, nine touchdowns for that little guy. And then last that sp- year, that little sprite. <laughs> last year, he only played in ten games and had uh-huh. 330 yards and two touchdowns. This year, he has played in all seven games, has eight catches for 73 yards. Like they've destroyed. Him. They, how could they not use him? I understand that they wanted to. I mean, I guess well, Adams and Myers are doing Jacoby well, Myers so you just away, throw to yeah. those two. But That's yeah, sad. Renfro. I mean, but now you've submarined him so much. I mean, like, get anything for him. No, I mean, you're going to get maybe like a sixth for him at this point. Yeah, something like that. Or it's going to be, so why, pick swap. So, it's gonna be okay. a pick swap. I'll give to you a which, run for and a seventh for a sixth. To which I ask you, Rich, should the Patriots make a play for Hunter Renfro? Yeah. Why not take yeah. a flyer? Yeah, yes. Yeah, the, the price is going to be so low. I, I think you absolutely should. Slap him in an 83. People are going to get those throwback vibes immediately. Oh, yeah. Feel real nice about it. Grab bag. Uh, the Broncos could join the Tennessee Titans as uh, a complete fire sale team. I feel like the Broncos receivers are either hurt or being talked about in a trade. It's never, it's never anything else. It's never about like how good they are. So, do you think this is finally the time where guys like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy get traded? Do they trade both? Because then you now all of a sudden Tim Patrick out for with the year with a, a an Achilles. That's the second time he's missed a season within three years with a major injury. No more Sutton, no more Judy, and you let Hamler go. What the hell do you have for a receiver? So I think it's possible just because they are uh, so far away. <laughs> Excuse me. The uh, It reminds me of, remember when the Phoenix Suns at one point had Isaiah Thomas, Eric Bledsoe, and Goran Dragic, and they were like, well, these guys can't really all play together, and then they ended up trading all of them. <laughs> so, let's, <laughs> so let's get yeah, rid of... Like, all of them. Well, why don't you keep one? Why don't you pick the guy you like? You're like, no, 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 no. This is our plan now. We're trade. We're getting rid of all of them. So maybe Denver will do that. Who knows? You have to. You have to tune in to find out. For it's one, two, three strikes. You're out at the old grab bag. Dusty Baker announced his retirement. Uh. So the long, long time manager. The guy's been in baseball forever. Is done. He's leaving the uh, the Houston Astros, and I'm sure if he wants to jump back in the media, he uh, the, 26 I, seasons in the majors. Wow! And now, didn't he manage? He managed the Reds, the Cubs, the Giants, and the Astros. Yeah, that's doing that right. off the top of the dome piece. That sounds right. Let me see. Let me see if you're missing any. Uh, you said Reds, Giants, and Astros, and Cubbies. The Cubs also two years with the Washington Nationals. Oh, and his first and only World Series championship last year yeah. with the much maligned Strohs. Also ruined uh, Mark Pryor's career and Kerry Woods, probably. Oh, remembered as much <laughs> for that as... I know, Mark Pryor, now a pitching coach, still has absolute trunks for legs, but yeah. like aged with a beard was almost unrecognizable. But they also, uh, in all seriousness, Baker is maybe the most well-liked guy in the history of baseball. It seems like people were so happy for him. Like most people hate the Astros and then they're like, yeah, but it's Dusty Baker. Like he got his world series, like good for him. He seems like the nicest guy in the world. So yeah. Calling it a career. Let me see. How old was, uh, was old Dusty Baker there? He is 74 years young. 
Right. Oh, he's still got plenty of time. Plenty of time. Yeah, he'll be working for MLB Network or ESPN or whatever else. All right, we will uh, wrap up the program. We will check in on the Celtics uh, when we come back, because that was another successful edition of... Oh, my God, it's... Grab bag? We'll be right back here on the Rich Keefe Show. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday night. Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. Tomorrow night of the program, it's a 90-minute run-up till Thursday night football. Andy Hart will be alongside. And at 6.20 tomorrow, the one and only Lenny Clark will join oh, the show. Yes. Wow. Comics Come Home is uh, fast approaching, so we'll talk to Lenny about that, but also get his take on uh, what's going on with Belichick and the Patriots and uh, everything else. Always fun talking to Lenny Clark, so we'll Probably do that tomorrow. Have an opinion. Figure. <laughs> I would imagine. He's got a couple of things to say on the topic. And by the way, if you've never gone to a Comics Come Home, Rich, can't recommend enough. Yeah, and the the uh, the lineup is pretty strong this year. Bill Burr. Yep. Uh, uh, watched his movie. Forgot to mention, watched his movie last Friday. Which Wait, which movie? Old Dad's, the one that just premiered. On oh, is that, how was it? <clears throat> it was all right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Pete Davidson is going to be here. Uh, oh, man. Tammy Piscatelli is going to be there. Mark Marin. Wow. Uh, out of the, out of the st- out of the studio in I LA. I guess so. Or maybe she's going to do like a live podcast. She's going to sit Never there. Know. Could be doing a pod up. the entire, just reacting to the whole event. <laughs> maybe maybe smoking what it is. cigarettes and drinking coffee. So looking forward to talking to Lenny tomorrow. Let's talk to Paul in Dartmouth right now. He joins us next. What's up, Paul? What's up, boys? Hey, 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 Fitzy. Love to hear you on the uh, radio. Um, Thank you, Keith. Is any way we can get? Fitzy and Hart and you three, like the three of you, talk about all star big three. Yeah. you guys are killing it. Love I would, it. I would love that. I would yeah, love that. Cosign. Um, j- just to preface my story, uh, for Halloween, uh, I'm going to be Michael Myers, which is my goat. Uh, my wife's going to be Freddy Krueger. Okay. My ten year old is going to be Jason. Nice. My seven year old is going to be Ghostface. Okay. And my almost two year old is going to be Chucky. So you're going to say scared. Uh, you better so take a photo, be young man. Hey, I'm going to need I'm going to need a photo and you have to tag at Rich Keefe show yep. or me. Yeah, we got to see that. Uh, I will. I will. So, uh reason I'm calling is I my wife went out of town a couple weeks back and my 7-year-old said I want to watch Ghostface. So, I said, "Yeah, let's go. Let's pop in Scream and uh let's watch it." So, my uh, I watched Scream uh, with my 7 and 10-year-old. And uh, they had absolutely no no business watching that movie. No, the beginning <laughs> with like Drew Barrymore right. and like you know the boyfriend. Oh, I know, scene. I know the movie quite well. Um, yeah, yep. so I'm just trying to give Fitzy the heads up. You know, just be prepared. Uh, it's yep. been two weeks, and they're just now finally going up to the second floor of my home by themselves in the middle of the day. Yeah, um, <laughs> yep. so the day. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> thanks for the call, Paul. Yeah, that's a tough one. Well, it's funny because I. Scream I've seen a million times, and then so you start to think, like, oh, it is kind of funny, and you kind of forget some of those parts, but, like, yeah, it's brutal. Like, there are some really brutal parts that would not be great We, we for don't take it seriously when bad things happen to people because we're like, that's ah, a movie, whatever. It's a yeah, little yeah. Like, yeah. it'd be kind of gross, blah, blah. Like, no, no, pe- like, children seeing people being, like, stabbed and gutted right. like a fish, not cool. Nope. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Meanwhile, Celtics are going back and forth with the Knicks. The thing is still not over. But in his Celtics debut, and with a, a little bit of time remaining, 
Kristaps Porzingis, 30 points, 5 of 9 from 3, 8 rebounds, 4 blocks. Wow. Hey, and Rich, could you do me a huge favor? How about um, how are things going for the $300 million man? Oh, you're talking about Jalen Brown, the uh, highest paid player in the the NBA? He has 11 points on mm-hmm. 4 of 11 shooting, 0 for 4 from 3. How about the turnovers? That would be a couple, two of those. Back-to-back, mm-hmm. yep. back, I heard. Yep. Mm-hmm. I guess he was horrible in the first half, and it sort of like pulled it a little bit together in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. $300 million. Oh, yeah. He'll be he'll be all right. He'll bounce back. Sure. He'll bounce yeah. back. Uh, Tatum, 34 points. So he crushed the, uh, the over-under on that. So I appreciate that. Oh, with that money line. Let's go, Celtics. I'm not going to criticize anyone now. you got a few seconds left. Oh, it's 108-104. Come on. Also, 11 rebounds for Tatum. And I feel like, especially with Horford coming off the bench, and you look at the lineup they put out there, it'll be interesting to watch the Tatum rebound number, uh, like what the betting line is every night. Because don't you think he's probably going to, if if they put it at like seven and a half, eight and a half, mm-hmm. I don't know, he's going to probably get that a good amount. Yeah, because those un, uncannily long arms. Hey, Rich, if I told you, yeah, go ahead. you could sign up for 25 minutes, seven rebounds, two assists, and eight to ten points a night from Al Horford all season long, you would say? Take it. Take all right. it. All right. Economical with the shooting, right? He can't leave him yeah. open. I'm sure he played some good defense. I've had one eye on the game, but I'm sure he's played some pretty good defense. You know, that's good. Keep him keep his legs fresh come playoff time. And it's a final. The uh, Celtics have defeated the Knicks 108-104. Hey. There you go. Starting the season with a dub. Let's go Celtics. There you go. Pretty good. And the uh, the home opener for the Celtics is this Friday when they take on Miami. There you go. There you go. Old Jimmy Buckets and his new emo hair. Can't wait to see it. You'll I, be on an airplane yeah, to Vegas. Have I, a great time. Travel you. safe. Thank you. Live, live it up. Live your best life. And um, looking forward to seeing you 10 pounds heavier Monday. I will talk to you Monday after a massive Patriots game on Sunday against the Dolphins. Stiz, a uh, pleasure as always. We'll always. see you tomorrow. Yep. Lenny Clark joins the show at 620. Thanks for listening tonight. Everybody have a great rest of your Wednesday night. And we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6.